0: to the renowned leadership podcast now before we get started i want to take a moment just to introduce you real quick to one of our newest tools that you have got to check out as we all know some form of remote work has become the new has become the new norm whether it's totally remote or some sort of hybrid model companies are kind of being forced or pushed to adopt this new style of work Leading a remote team presents completely new challenges, and it's pretty hard. And so it's important to have the right tools to be successful. Today, we're excited to share with you one of our latest resources. It's a simple three-part checklist that's going to help you get started and help you lead your remote team more effectively. Remote work has unique challenges that require a different, rep- different approach to your leadership. Without the face-to-face interaction, it can be difficult to build relationships and trust among your team members. Additionally, remote teams often have different communication needs and work styles that need to be accommodated. Effective remote team leadership requires a focus on communication, collaboration, and trust building. This three-part checklist is all about communication, building trust and relationships, and ensuring that your remote team has the tools and resources they need to be successful. This This includes access to technology and equipment, as well as training and support. Leading a remote team is the biggest leadership challenge today, but with the right tools and strategies, it can be done successfully. Our three-part checklist is a great starting point for anyone leading a remote team. So simply go to our website, renownedleadership.com. That's R-E-N-O-W-N-E-D, leadership.com. Toss your email into the little box and it's gonna get delivered straight to your inbox for you to download and start using today. Thanks for listening. Now let's get started. Okay, y'all, welcome back to the Renowned Leadership Podcast, and today I am so excited to introduce you to one of my good friends and a mentor of mine, Chris Granger. Chris is an entrepreneur and a leader who is passionate about helping men grow in their faith and leadership skills. I've had the pleasure of knowing Chris for a while now, and I'm constantly inspired by his dedication to serving others and living out his faith in his personal life and his professional life. In today's episode, Chris and I will be discussing the background of the line within us and Chris's two podcasts, one of which he has for the company he works for and the other one is for the line within us of the same title. We're also going to discuss how our shared experiences and leadership have led us to prioritizing serving others and being obedient to God's word. We'll also talk about the importance of mentorship and the power of community in helping us grow as leaders. One of the main focuses of the line within us is the idea that the best way to lead is through service and humility. Chris believes that true leadership is about putting others before ourselves and being willing to listen and to learn from those around us. He also believes that the culture of a business starts with its leadership and that the Bible is the ultimate guidebook for building a healthy and thriving company culture. Throughout our conversation, we'll also touch on some practical tips and action items for those who are looking to grow as leaders, including the importance of asking permission to, before you offer advice and the value of balancing guidance with allowing others to find their own path. But more importantly, we'll be discussing how the line within us, community, can help you become the man God has called you to be. With access to experts, monthly challenges, Bible studies, and a variety of activities, the community is designed to support and encourage men as they pursue health, wealth, and self-improvement. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our conversation with Chris. And if you're interested in learning more about the Lion Within us and how you can join this amazing community, be sure to check out his website, TheLionWithin.us. Again, that's TheLionWithin.us, and sign up for his 30-day free trial. All right, guys. So let's go ahead and jump right into our conversation with Chris. Here we go. man we're calling this coffee with chris and i don't think you're ready brother you you don't sound like you've had enough coffee because i'm like i cheated on you man i'm like four cups in espresso italian like tons of sugar dude dark chocolate sauce like man i am i'm pumped bro we right you can't contain the energy man i'm red dude so how much coffee have you had
1: well here's the thing man i don't do caffeine bro so, at all at all so i just don't do caffeine so my caffeine's right here just fill up the jug of water this is my second jug <laughs> here so i don't do caffeine man so i'm i'm good to go i'm always amped up particularly get a chance to talk to you <laughs>
0: I, know, I guess I guess the title "Caffeine with" or "Caffeine Coffee with Chris" isn't gonna work since you don't. drink no, I like coffee. The, I like
1: to taste the coffee, right? I'll drink decaf, <laughs> but like people look at me when I'm weird when I say decaf. But I mean, other than that, I just don't need it. I just 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 run, man. I just go. Well,
0: so what what brought that on? Did Did you used to drink caffeine? Have you always not? Drank I used caffeine? to drink
1: it, but it it kind of made me. It makes me a little jittery, so I just never liked that feeling. So I just kind of just nuked it out of my system, and then now I'm just used to it, man.
0: Wow. I mean, man, you've heard the saying, a yawn is a silent scream for coffee. That is 100% me, man. Like, (laughs) my my wife and I, just this last week, we ran out of coffee and we ordered our coffee in big uh, five or 10 pound bags off Amazon. Right. And um, we just ran out of coffee and it's supposed to be same day delivery. We didn't get our coffee for like a week. So we were out of coffee solid for like two days and I'm obviously, I'm not going to the store and buying, you know, paying 10 bucks for a 16 ounce bag of coffee. That's ridiculous. And so like, we just suffered through it, man. And those were the longest two days of my life. (laughs) I hear you, brother. I would have rather got shot again.
1: (laughs) Nice. and
0: so I, I normally don't do this, guys, but for for all the listeners, I, I do want to take a chance to introduce Chris because outside of my normal introduction, because and, and I, i'm gonna I'm gonna spoil um, I'm gonna ruin podcasts for a lot of people right here, and I'm gonna get a lot of podcasters mad at me. Uh, you know, a lot of times you'll hear a podcaster say, "Oh, we're live. And yeah, they're not live. Obviously, you probably figured that out but they'll also say things like, Oh, I'm here with my good friend. That's probably not entirely true either. This, you know, for a podcasters, a lot of times that's the first time they've ever met said person. Uh, Would you say that's pretty true, Chris?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, so (laughs) a lot of times that's not necessarily true, but in this case, Chris actually is a very dear friend and mentor of mine. And, um, I am super honored to have Chris here to talk with us this morning. And so um, I just want to dive right in, Chris. And can why don't you go ahead and share a little bit of your background and um, how you became the C- founder and CEO of The Line Within.
1: Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, so it's all I I've, I've have a background in engineering, actually, is where it all started. So I, I have an electrical engineering degree and went from there straight into the world of electrical, electrical distribution. So that's kind of where the world that I lived in I still work there as well in the distribution world. So I had many different hats inside the distribution and, but I've always had a leadership role, you know, so I've always had different types of leadership roles. This kind of even goes back to high school days, man. I mean, my first job, I ended up being a manager of an arcade and then I I ended up being a, a manager at a service station. so, I've always just found myself in some sort of leadership role, and then 2018, um, I was in my my job at the company is called Eco, and I was leading the motor repair division, <clears throat> and they decided to shut that division down, and they wanted to uh, basically just kind of get out of that business. So I had to to go through. You know, I made it very clear to HR that i was going to be the one who tells these men and women. That they don't have a job anymore. So it was it, not a huge department. We had about forty people, but for, for me, you know how you know how I am. And they're family, right? We're, we're all I, I care about them greatly. So you know they they agreed that they would let me be the one who would who would deliver that message. And that message, you know, I had my Bible in one hand. I was I was it was very heartfelt. It was I was tearful because I actually cared about those people, man. And and to the point where we shut it down. And we had to finish the work we had with people knowing they didn't have a job, right? Because we had a shops full of work to get done. And we made it through that season. Uh, we didn't have any callbacks on the work that we did. We, we, our, our work went out. It was still quality work that went out, right? And I wrote recommendation, recommendation letters for every one of those employees, personal recommendation letters of recommendation. And when we left, everybody who wanted another job, got another job by the time that we had finished that process. So we had got all those people you know, uh, new employment. Some people were able to relocate in the company, but it was very few, very, very few. So, you know, that led me to another role at, at that company or over engineering and services. And i am just, I, I, and I'm in that, I was in that role for a while. And I just never really feeling like I'm in the right place. So, for some reason at the end of 2019, I was listening to a lot of podcasts. I was doing a lot of travel and I took it to my company. I said, I want to start this podcast for our company. And I want to kind of focus on people and ideas and and kind of be a a voice for the company. And they looked at me like, bro, like I had three heads. They're like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And I was like, I'm telling you, just let me try it. and, And if it sucks, it sucks. We'll stop it. Right. So, They they gave me a little small budget enough to order like a soundboard, a couple mics, and because the idea we were going to do them in person, so I recorded my first podcast in February of 2020, and it it was it was awkward. Like we forgot to even hit record on the very first one. It was terrible, right? But we 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 ended up getting that done, and then you we all know what happens in March of 2020. So like the world shuts down, and it's God. You know, I just go look at it now. It's God's timing because. I literally backed the truck up to to our to our company loaded all the stuff that I had made cuz I made these panel boards and sound boards to try to make the you know make like a makeshift studio brought it all to my house and made our studio here at my house and we never missed a beat and com- it was funny March 2020 on it was so easy to get guests cuz people they were they were working from home they didn't they have anything bored. to do so, bro, I was talking to CEOs. I was talking to you know mid level, you know, or or mid to to higher level management, having wonderful conversations, and it built us this brand. So, right now, that podcast has got two hundred and fifty episodes out, and it's built us a little brand around. And it's it, again, it's a niche podcast, right? But it gave me a chance to 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 learn a new skill. And then, so twenty twenty one, God's like, all right, you know, you're learning this. You're learning this. Great. I want you to use it for me. You know, I'm like, okay, what does that mean? So I was praying about it. And and at the time I had three daughters and my, and my wife, I'm living at a house literally surrounded by estrogen. And I feel like God's like, <laughs> yo, I need you to do this to serve Christian men. I'm like, you have a sense of humor, don't you? And so I took it to my wife. I'm like, here's what I think God's telling me. And she's like, let's do it. She's like, you got this. And so we prayed about it, came up with the idea of the lion within us. Cause you know, with the Holy spirit, uh, come down we, we we all have the Holy Spirit that dwells w- within us when we put our uh, our faith in Christ. and we talk so much about the Lamb of God of Jesus, but we forget he's fu- he was fully lamb and fully lion. He's the lion of Judah, right so let's so I want to talk to guys about how they can be leaders. What does that actually look like? How can we lean into the lion, the lion that we all have and actually, walk that out, you know, take God's word, which can be intimidating and scary and hard to understand. How can we simplify this stuff and apply it to our life? And that's what the line within us is all about. So, I mean, we started that podcast on January 1st of 2022 and man, it just took off. I mean, it's been an exponential growth curve for the, for the podcast. The guests have been phenomenal. And then we started the idea of the line within us community later in 2022. And that's just been something that, it's been a big learning curve for me on how to run an online community, an online business, how to make that all that work, right? But at the core of all of it, it's like, just serve others, man. If you just build stuff that other people want that helps them grow, like good things will happen, you know? Is it is it going to happen overnight? No, <laughs> right? It never happens overnight. But if you're consistent to it, if you have a process, if you stick to your process, if you actually care about people and don't try to fake it, Man, there's something powerful that happens there, and I think that's what we've seen at the line within us, man. It's just you can't script this stuff, you know you 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 have to you have to actually care and just be obedient, and you know that's what led us to all the different things that we've built. We could talk about any of that stuff that you want, but that that's really been the journey, man. And there's there's been a lot of ups and downs over just the last just the last three years in itself, right? I mean, I've gone through. You know, career changes, going through, uh, working from home versus going into to 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 an office, and losing a child. You know, we lost a child during that time, and I mean, all of these things just really work together to kind of put us right where I'm having this conversation with you. You know, trying to serve your audience. So, man, it's I know it's long and drawn out, and it's all over the place, but that's kind of the way my life is. And you know, we can dig into whatever you want to, brother.
0: No, that's awesome. But one of the one of the first things you said. That is so so important to me is uh their family. Right. And yeah. one of the things that uh th- this was a while ago, and I've actually I think you've probably heard me go on this rant. Um, I was scrolling through the dumpster fire of TikTok, and uh this guy hops on there, and I won't I won't say what company he worked for, but he worked for a retail, retail company and he was just cursing that company up a storm because he was talking about how the company always says you're family but then the company does very very little to actually make you feel like family right so how important is it just in not just in your life but in general how important is it and how do you do it how, how important is making your your employees feel like they're part of your family? And how do you go about completing that process?
1: Yeah. You know, I've kind of shifted a little bit on my thinking here because at the end of the day, you're right. It is, it is a business, you know, many times if we're in a secular business, right? And by the way, there's no di- differentiation between secular business and ministry business as far as I'm concerned. They are businesses and whatever vocation you find yourself in, that is an opportunity to to do what God's called you to do. But when you start thinking about family, you know, when you look at the Bible in particular, you know, it was some rough things that happened to family. You know, in the Bible, it's not always pretty, right? Families, you know, if you look at ours, like we put the fun and dysfunctional sometimes, you know, it's just the way it is, you know. But when you look, think about the the workplace, what when I said family, what really I was talking about to, is more empathy. Like I actually care, you know, there, there's and you can know this, you know, when you work for a leader uh, or a manager or a boss, whatever you call them. And they actually care about your best interest versus just, you know, doing something to to make them look good, right? So the leader, right, a true leader is not gonna care about the spotlight being on them. They're gonna want the spotlight being on others and and, and empowering others to do to, to do their best. And I think that's what happened at that company when we went through that. It was never about me in any of those shops. And the re and the reason was because I never made it about me. Yes, I was technically. If you were to look at an organizational chart, everything rolled up to me. But I empowered others, and I made sure they knew that, and I made sure that it was a safe place for them to to try and experiment and fail. And it's okay to fail. Just do, you know, as so long as you're not like purposely trying to take us down, right? But if you're just legit, do your make an environment where they they feel safe to. To be themselves, to try things to help your business grow. You never know. Like you, what does somebody say? Like, you don't hire a bunch of smart people and, and and tell them what to do, right? You hire the smart people and you listen and then you you adopt. And that's how you grow. So when I think about it from a family standpoint, you just need to be looking for, are you valued in your in your company? You know, does your does your manager actually value you? And they may, they may not know all the intricate details of your life, but you can definitely tell if they value you as a person. Or, or are you just a, another number, a cog in the wheel, right? And I think that's what we need to be looking at. And there's a lot of businesses that get it right, there's a lot of them that get it wrong. And but it all starts with the type of leadership culture that, that, that exists,
0: right? And, and is, it, is there a way that a corporation, specifically a large corporation, um, is there a way they, they can train their leaders to, to or managers? to be able to, to understand that rather than do the whole, I'm sure you've seen it, the corporate mandate of like, you're gonna stand at the door at the end of the day and shake everyone's hand and tell them how good of a job they did. That's corporate, that's not sincere. Uh, that's completely 100% fake. The people aren't stupid, they know it's fake. So is there a way a corporation can say, look, we're not, we're not doing the corporate model of leadership, we're going to foster real leadership with real leaders that that care about our employees and are going to take it to the next level.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, I I think they can, the question was, do they want to, I think a lot of you have to look at your, from a corporation standpoint, you got to look at the C level, you know, understanding who the C level players are because a C level and a lot of the, the, uh, from a, from a overall business standpoint, they set, they set that culture, right? It all starts Mm -hmm. right there. So that's a culture of a very self-centered, you know, me serving me type of mentality. It's going to be hard to get that culture that you want, you know, that you're talking about, you know, to to disseminate that down. It's just not going to happen. So you got to look, you know, around, you know, what they what is that C-level character? What is their character like? What do they value? And you can quickly you can find these things, you know, you can figure this stuff out. But if they have the right values and have the right character traits, absolutely, absolutely, you can have you can you can get this type of culture mindset down into a business, to a corporation. Personally, I think the best business book on the planet is the Bible. Like, let's take God's word and let's see how these different these characteristics, you know, your character, your integrity, integrity, all these values. All, how can we actually incorporate that into a business setting? It's written right here. There's, comp- there's There's ways to see the right way. There's ways to see the wrong way. Uh, and I think we can. the more and more that we can do that, you don't actually have to necessarily hit people over the top of the head with a Bible to make them get it. But you can definitely learn these lessons right and apply them and make a huge impact. But again, I, f- from my personal standpoint, I see it always starts, that culture starts with the, the, the leadership.
0: You're absolutely right. The, and the company my wife works for, um they they have that kind of leadership it it is incredible from from her first day her very first day she had lunch with the ceo cfo um a bunch of the the uh department managers or they they don't call them managers they call them leaders or department heads rather than managers um but she had you know all of them in a big group every single person introduced themselves their role in the company and then they had the new employees introduce themselves and where they were working within the company. And the CEO literally takes the time to meet every single employee that he has. Right. And, and I think that that is so rare and so cool. And this is not a small company. I mean, it's not Amazon, but it, it's, it's, it's a very large company. Right. And so I, I always, I, that that always struck me and I thought that was really cool. And then she comes home and tells me about, you know, there is zero workplace drama in, in that company. None. They squash it quick. And they're, they're told when, in their introduction brief with HR, that the second, the second you start feeling drama come from someone, just go to HR and HR is going to take care of it. And, they you know, sometimes it's that person just having a bad day and they need to go home. They go home, they don't get points or anything bad against them. Is that you know they're they're saving the environment and the culture. So, you know, just go home. You know, get get whatever. Sometimes it's something within work that they can work out and solve the problem that they just didn't know. Like it's so cool to hear her talk about the culture that this company has created within its organization and within its people. And it it all ties back to what you're talking about. And they encourage faith, not, not just Christianity, but you know, they, they have employees from India, you know, so they, they Mm -hmm. encourage their Indian employees to, to practice their faith and, and be what they're called to be by their, their, their religion which I think is really cool too. Most companies are like, no, religion stays out. Mm-hmm. But this this particular company embraces the religion of each of their employees, which I think that's super unique. I, I don't think I've ever heard of another company that does that. Have you? Yeah,
1: no, that's, that's pretty unique there.
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. And so anyway, moving on. One of the things, Chris, every time we talk, I always end up learning something from you. Like you're always teaching me something. And uh, so, how did how did you get in? How did you? Re- I'll ask you this way: When did you realize you were a mentor or a coach, if you will?
1: It's still crazy just to hear you say something like that, right? Because I feel like all I do is 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 learn. I mean, I'm just I'm all I'm just a learner, right? But I'm also I did I guess I found out pretty early on that I do like helping people, you know, that, that, that fuels me, you know, I guess that's why I don't drink caffeine, right? Maybe that's just, it, I get fueled different ways, but just, just the ability to to take something that that I finally have figured out by the by the grace of God and be able to pass that on to someone else. I just got, I get a lot of fulfillment with that. Right. I mean, I started with really financial coaching was where I really tried to dip my toes into the water. So I did some training through Ramsey's, uh, uh, his program that he has and I started doing that financial coaching But I just found out the more and more financial coaching I was doing we weren't talking a lot about finances to be honest man we were just talking about you know uh life and things that are going on and things that come up and yeah were they people making bad financial decisions absolutely but at the core what the, was was causing them stress was you know something just decisions they were making just in general and that's when I started leaning more and more into the word and then just trying to take, understand, okay, God's gifted me with some of these abilities of podcasting and listening. And that's what, I, I guess that's one of the biggest things I've learned uh, from being a podcaster now with probably over 500 episodes out between the two shows. It's like to be a good effect, I think to be a good podcaster, it really comes down to, are you a really good listener? And if you're a good listener, can you keep that conversation going to actually bring value to that next person? And when I think about coaching, that's all it is, man. It's just like, all right, I need to understand. So I ask a lot of questions because I like to understand this, the, where the person that I'm trying to help is where they're at. And then I'm a lot of times, even when meetings that I have with you or where others, man, I'm praying the whole time. I'm like, all right, Holy spirit, give me something. Give me something. I don't know what to say. Give me a scripture. Give me, give me some insight. And then, but the whole time it's never about me. It's always about, you know, I I keep going back. One of my favorite parts of the Bible is towards the end that Jesus is in the upper room. He, I mean, he's getting ready to literally row to leave there to be crucified. And he's God, he knows all this is going to happen. And what does he do? He stands up and he puts a, a, a towel around his waist and he starts cleaning the feet of his disciples. And it's just like, this is God cleaning the nasty feet off of 12 dudes. Like, what how is this what you know and i think about that like wait a minute he was just serving that's all he was just serving others caring about them loving on them and i think for me coaching that's what it's about man it all comes down to just how can i serve this other person just help out and maybe i don't i'm not the answer maybe i don't have all the, the stuff figured out who can i point them to that can help them right and I think I've just that's the way I approach a lot of my coaching with people and from that approach has been it's seemed to be an effective way to that resonates with others
0: yeah. and uh, that servanthood doesn't just apply to coaching I think serv- servanthood is just leadership in general mm-hmm. you, you can't be a true leader you may have the title of a leader but you're not a true leader unless you're approaching every single situation as a servant to your people and to your clients.
1: Right. Good. point. So,
0: so who can, can you share with me who who is the most impactful uh, coach or mentor in your life? Other than the Bible, I know you're going to say the Bible. No, yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> that,
1: yeah. I mean, when I look at from my secular job, it's been my manager I've been with for 20 years and he's been a great coach mentor. Um, and we've kind of, we've drifted throughout the years. I've worked for him. I don't work for him. So he's been, he's been great. Uh, for sure. He actually cares. I mean, he's one of those guys where, you know, who cares for me. And when I think through, you know, mentors now, it's been, it's kind of been kind of weird, man. Like I've been spending so much time, you know, building the community and trying to, to figure it out, the online business. So I, some of my mentors now don't even know me. Right. It's kind of crazy. Cause like, I've learned a ton from like Pat Flynn. I've learned a ton from like Shane Sams. I've learned, you know, guys like that who are to helping me understand how to build an online business to help people, to serve people. Uh, but one of the mentors, I, you know, I've been, I've been able to interview him once I'm getting ready to interview him again. And I call him a mentor because so much time I spend with him every week, even though he doesn't know it. Cause I listen, he has a, uh, he's a pastor out of Florida. His name is pastor Joby Martin and the way he preaches and teaches he has a couple of podcasts out there and a couple of books too it just connects with me very well to where i'm able to really take a lot of lessons that that he's teaching and it soaks in then i can okay how and I'm, I'm fine so many times case after case where i can apply this lesson learned to someone else and help them in their journey. Right. So, I mean, I I think sometimes when we think about mentors and things like that, we stress over it as somebody that we have to constantly be with. And I I totally get having a mentor that you can actually sit there and have a conversation with. There's a ton of value in that, but there's ways right now in the digital age we're in, you can have mentors from, 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 uh, or at least guidance from others. uh, Like I'm trying to do with pastor Joby that really has an impact on, on my life and others. So, uh there there are a couple that come on there.
0: Nice, nice. And that, that's really interesting. That uh, I've never actually thought about the fact that you can be a mentor to somebody or even a coach to somebody and you you've never even met the person. That that is that's um that's a pretty big, that's a very powerful concept, especially when you start putting yourself out there, YouTube, podcasting, blogging. You know, right. whatever, whatever medium you decide to use your, your life experience can have a, a very significant impact on someone you've never even met, someone you don't even know exists.
1: That's right. That's right. So, I mean, I've yeah. had people come that and tell that to me based off the lion. We've never talked to them before. I've never talked to in my life and they'll tell me, you know, something in the way that lion has helped them. And I'm like, this is just crazy. It's just crazy. You know?
0: Right. Who, and, who are you?
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, so it's just, but what, you never know when you have a platform, you're using it for good. How it's going to help people, man?
0: Man, that, that's amazing. And so, how do you balance giving advice versus allowing someone else to 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 find their own path? Uh, I.e., asking the questions. You said you ask a lot of questions, which you do. But uh, sometimes, sometimes you just need to tell them. Right. How yep. how do
1: you find the balance in that? I think for for me, a lot of times it just comes. You know, I'm i just, just going to know. But I always try to first of all. Now, let me clarify this. If I'm talking to my wife, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do this, and she'll tell you. I'll ask her, "Do you want me to to give you my thoughts and my opinions, or do you just need someone to listen to right now?" And I think a lot of times, coaches, we automatically we just want to ro- go into problem solving mode. Or sometimes people just need to process it, right, and just talk these things out. So a lot of times, I'll leave with that. Hey, do, would it be okay if I offer some insight here? And if they if they say no, I just I'm just kind of working through this. You need to be a, you need to be under, you know respect that and back off. But I also find when you do that and you're opening it up it gives you a lot more freedom to be able to share true advice because uh, they've asked for it, right? They, they, they opened that invitation up for, for yes, I am. Here's what I'm struggling with Here's the, here are the facts. What do you think versus here's what I'm struggling with? Well, this is what you need to do. You know, you need to just, just slow down. Sometimes I think we try to push the conversation too quickly. And I think asking good questions, asking for that permission. And then, and then actually, None of it matters if you don't truly care and are speaking truth to them that that applies to their situation. So I don't think you can know the truth either until you slow down and understand, you know, all the details. Cause this, I think it's so funny. Like I think I know all this stuff and then I'll ask somebody, can you clarify that for me? And they'll give me three or four different other facts that greatly impact how I would have answered it. But if I'd have just taken that one little sliver right? That's how, that's how people screw up reading the Bible. They'll take one verse, put it on a coffee cup, coffee cup, and that's how they live their life, but they have no clue about the context around it, right? I mean, so I think getting a better feel of the context and things like that is really important when you start trying to unpack how you're going to serve somebody.
0: Context is everything, 100%, especially if you're a leader making decisions. Amen. Excuse me. So, how did how did your wife feel about the lion? Because I know I know I've seen how much work you've put into it. Yeah, and I can only imagine it, it's been many late nights, many early mornings, a lot of stress. um, yep. probably robbing her of a fair amount of time. Yeah. So how 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 has she dealt with it? How does she feel about it? Where where is where is she at?
1: Yeah, she's she's all in, bro. I mean, she's all in with it. She gets it. Um, she knows. It's funny. We were talking about this. It's crazy you asked this question because she. we were talking about this the other night. Because she's like, basically, uh, we, we're on a walk. And she said that back in, in college and when she was going to Liberty, she had these moments where, where she knew that God was telling her, um, you know what, whoever you marry... That guy's gonna probably do something that that you're not, you know, that's not typical. And and that's kind of what I'm doing. Like she, and and she said, I made a point right then to that to be the the woman that God's called me to be. The last thing I'm gonna do is prohibit my husband from doing what God's called him to do. She's like, and that's where I'm at right now with, with the lion, Chris. She's like. I know it's stressful i know you're working all the time like when you look at the to, the, to, the to-do list like it never ends there's always things going like you can't <laughs> i can't ever enjoy a challenge because i'm thinking about the next one right so I mean, there's always things that are happening like literally i had a conversation this morning about the april uh our april ask me anything guess so I, I never i always have to be forward thinking and it's always it's very stressful Uh, And then you have the whole business side of it, but she's handled it perfect. I tell you, the stressor has been was really been with my kids, uh, my older daughters who are ten and twelve at the time, right now, because from their purview, from their from from the way they see the world, dad's working a lot more. You know, when dad goes into the studio, to the office here, uh, and it's like I was telling somebody at my discipleship group this morning, it's like when I get into the studio and I get into this mode, like here with you. Or work mode, or social media, or all the things I'm trying to do to, to grow the lion. It's almost like I'm in a time vortex or something. Like I have no clue, like what day it is, 100%. what time it is. It's just like my wife would come in, she'd be like, "Yo, it's dinner time." I'm like, "Huh?" Like, I, and it's it's almost every day. And so for my kids, that's been kind of stressful because dad's always been there. Like when their mom left, they were three and they were they were three and five at the time when she left. And it was just me. It was just me. And like, I became their world, you know, and, and and they were, I was already a pretty, you know, huge part of their world to start with. But literally at that point, like, yo, this house has just got Danny in it. So he was, I I took care of everything. You know, I did the the dad hair classes to make sure I could do their hair right. Right. I mean, I did the stuff that I needed to do to take care of the girls. And now things have somewhat shifted. They got a little bit older, you know, they're 10 and they're 12. So they're, they're doing more stuff on their own, but, my availability, while I still prioritize that time with family, like when I'm family time, I tr- really truly try to be there. It's hard when you're building community, and and one of your members messages you, right? You feel like you yeah. have to answer. So just been trying to balance that, man. That's been the harder balance. Me and me and my wife, we 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 really try to to be pretty open around how we communicate on this stuff. The harder part has been how do you communicate with preteens on this stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and show them you know, what we're trying to do, because basically, you know, I'm rolling up my sleeves right now and digging in so that hopefully, prayerfully, I can let my sleeves down a little bit, you know, in the years to come. And I know this is the, just this is the growth season. Uh And that's not easy, man. It's not easy, but at the same time, I know this is what God's called me to. So it's, it's, it is. It's been a. It's been a. Uh, had its ups and its downs. I try to celebrate the wins when I as much as we can, but I suck at that if I'm honest with you, like you know, because I'm always thinking about what's the next thing we need to do, you know. So I never can just be happy with like, yo, we just had Al Robertson in the, on the show, or you know, Al. He was he was here. The guy from Duck Dynasty was in the studio last weekend, which was really cool. But I'm thinking like, all right, now I got all these other podcasts I got to edit. Now what challenge I got to do? Like I never can just like be in the moment and soak in it. And and I got to, I'm working on that. And I try to do that more and more with the girls to let them see, you know, hey, what dad is doing. It's not because I like doing all this work. (laughs) Like this is not it. Like it's because God's called put us here to work. He's put us here to do good. And I'm seeing it work, right? I'm hearing it from guys like yourself or guys in the community of how it's helping them. And, you know, I got a crazy, I got a crazy one for you, bro. So if you want to hear it, if you don't, we we can totally skip. So I get hit up a lot because I've been podcasting for three years. So I get hit up a lot by these people who want to help, like, sell me something. When I say help, they just want to sell me something. They're trying to sell me their service, whether it's marketing, whether it's, uh, social media, podcast editing, all this stuff, right? And I always, it's always on LinkedIn. And I always just like, no, no, no. Most of them are not even from this country. They're just doing their thing. And one of them hit me up like three weeks ago. And he was like, Chris, I love what you're doing and would love to connect and have a conversation. And for some reason, I said, yes. I was like, send me your scheduler. I'll, we'll set it up. So he sent me a scheduler. We set up the meeting. It was for this past past Monday. And we get on the call. It's a call. The Zoom meeting. His camera wasn't on, which I thought that was weird. Cause I was like, bro, this is your meeting. You should have your camera on. And he <laughs> was like, uh, why do we set this meeting up? He asked me this. I'm like, bro, you sent me the invite. You asked me for the meeting. Like, what do you want to talk about? And uh he's like, I have no idea why we're meeting right now. He's like, Well, what do you do? And I was like, well, so I just started going through, you know, we serve Christian men and try to help them be the leader God's intended to be. And I said, but if you're not a man of faith, like well, a lot of what I do, it's not going to resonate with you. And he was like, well, I grew up in a, you know, going to a Catholic school. And, uh, you know, so I, I know the Bible and I know I need to do a lot more uh, in my life uh, to, to be better. I say, like, oh, so you believe in works based righteousness? He was like, what? I'm like, you believe you need to do do good so you can what get into heaven or something like that? He's like, well, yeah, I got to do, I got I got to be a better guy. I'm like, so you don't know Jesus? He's like, well, I know, I know Jesus. I'm Catholic. I'm like, look, bro, just because you're Catholic, like Jesus can save you too. Like, he, don't worry. Like, you have to know him. And he was just like, so I just stepped. I kept prodding him. I kept prodding him. I kept prodding him, him about about the gospel. And finally, he just gets frustrated. He's like, what is the gospel? And I was like, I'm so glad you asked. And I st- and I just took him from, from when God breathed the, the the breath, the rule of life, and the Adam, all the way to Jesus coming down, to being with us, to the, to the cross, to the resurrection, to the ascension. And so now, at this point, we're, we're in that time zone between when he went back to the Father and when he comes back. I was like, and look, bro, here's the crazy part about it. There's nothing you can do. It's all by his grace. And I shared the gospel with him and and he got real quiet. He was just like, I was like, are you there? He's like, yeah. He said, I'm, I, I'm over here thinking. I'm like, are you ready to accept Jesus as your Lord? I mean, Lord. He's like, I'm ready to do it right now. I'm like, wait a minute. We just met like 20 minutes ago. Like you're, you're saying that you're confessing Jesus as Lord. He's like, that's what I'm doing. Will you pray with me? And I just prayed this prayer of like absolute salvation over him and and he was, at the end, you could hear him, he was crying, and uh, he was like, I still don't know why we got together, why Why? why we? Why this meeting happened. I'm like, you ain't figured it out by now? I'm like, this is why. I'm like, the Holy Spirit was moving three weeks ago when you sent me that invite. For some reason, I said yes, and we're here right now. You are eternally saved, brother. This is the reason of the meeting. It has nothing to do with what you sell or what I sell, period. It's just we're right here. We're, we're serving each other, and this happens to be a call where I thought you were going to serve me something. I ended up serving you. That's just the way God works. And man, I messaged him yesterday. He's like, it's been the craziest week. He's had this peace about his job, about his career. And he's like, I just feel different. I'm like, well, you should feel different because you're a Christian now. You're walking with Jesus. And so I sent him some stuff to help him. But like, when I think about like that, so that guy was from Puerto Rico, living in Oregon. Right. And I'm sitting there like, he got saved by a good old boy in North Carolina this is all God, bro. This is all God, you know? And it's just because I'm willing now, even in my secular job to talk about my faith more and I don't run down people's throat. I just walk it out. I actually care for people and just walk. And you know, when you start walking out and actually caring for people from a leadership standpoint, it's amazing what happens, man. So just thank you for embellishing me with that story. Let me do that. Cause I don't know (laughs) if that your listeners are liking or not, but I oh, will honestly, I've never had a Zoom meeting like that in my life. I may, I may never have another one, but that one was pretty cool.
0: Uh, yeah, that that's that's really cool, man. And I, I've the, the crazy thing, I, I've probably never told you this, and please take no offense to this at all. Yeah. Okay, okay, promise. You have to promise me right here. It's all I'm good, bro. Get mad at me. Okay, it's all good. So been, we met, yeah. you and I met, and. Um, I think it was September, August. Right. And um, we talked. And then I went to one of your Bible studies. And my wife asked me, she's like, how'd it go? And I was like, you know, I don't know what it is. I just don't like that guy. She's like, really? I was like, yeah, I I don't know. He's just not my kind of person, I don't think. She's like, okay, whatever. But there's just something about you, the way I described you, to her that she was was, you know my wife she she she's very deep into her faith and she she said she just started praying to God she's like God don't don't let him walk away from this guy and so really I I didn't I don't know I I I ghosted you for like a month maybe right for that and then you sent me a message or something I don't remember what it was But you did something and it's like, fine, I'll go. And I went to your Bible study again. And then whatever, I don't even remember the topic. I have no clue. I can't tell you what we talked about. But from then on, I've been hooked and I I just, I can't get away. And so fast forward, you have introduced me to people. I don't even think you know you've introduced me to. Mm -hmm. Like i i've met with people and i've gotten clients from people like that it, that you've introduced me to that have introduced me to that it, like, like it's just a long chain that can eventually be traced back to you
1: right yeah uh, the somehow you
0: introduced me to somebody and i i joke that that you that chris knows everybody if you ever need a meeting with the president just like chris granger know and he'll he'll hook you up <clears
1: maybe <clears not this he, president but yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i mean no one's gonna want to meet with that idiot anyway. i'm sorry <laughs> sorry anyway so um but no like it, it's crazy how how god works how it all works because i had no intention from the beginning and it's not right. like i said it's not personal like I, I don't like oh this guy's a scumbag no it's just for some reason you didn't resonate with me yep again and and and, but for some reason my wife though she knew somehow i have no idea and we we were just talking about that this week uh, about she's like i'm so glad you stayed with chris and i was like so am i because chris has been one of the biggest blessings to me in my business and in my life and in my spiritual walk than anyone can ever know so Thank you for that. Long long story to say, thank you for that, Chris. You you have been a true blessing to me. And I am forever, forever grateful for everything you've done for me.
1: Well, thank and you. And the community.
0: Look, y'all, if, if y'all are looking for a good faith-based, Christian-based uh, community where you can just go be a man and just get help, whether it is physical or spiritual or What other, if you're going through divorce, um, fatherhood is another big one we have uh, within the community. What else? What else we got, Chris?
1: Yeah, I mean it's kind of three pillars is what I try to help guys with: is health, wealth, and self. So we talk from a health, it's the mind and the body. You know how do we how do we do the things from a mind and body standpoint so that we can do the work that we've been called to do. You know, uh, to me, Christians are lazy, man. So I, I challenge a lot of guys from a, from a health standpoint, it's not about just like being stronger so that you can look good in the mirror. I mean, if that happens, that happens, but it's about so you can tune your body because you know what guy calls us to the hard stuff, man. So you got to take care of it. And then from a wealth standpoint, we talk about career and finances. And cause outside of infidelity, man, finances are the number one cause of divorce uh, out there. So we got to do a better job of being stewards like this, this country, so many of us, like I forget the stat of percentage of people that can't cover a $400 emergency. And like, that's sad, bro. Like we, we, we got to do a better job. You know, it's not, you know, uh, just put on a credit card. No, that can't always be the answer. Like let's be good stewards. Let's build ways to build um, income and different revenue streams and things like that so that we can do the work he's called us to do. So I spent a lot of time there. And then from the self standpoint, it's the husbands and the dads, right? How do you be the best husband? You know, and that starts with you, right? It starts with you. You have to be a leader there. We are called to lead our wives. Nowhere in the Bible does it say why women submit to men. No, it does say why submit to your husbands. But also it tells the husbands that we're supposed to love her like Christ loved the church. Well, he died for the church. I mean, we has a pretty big undertaking there, right? So, I mean, we have to... Just try to help guys understand look, this this whole husband thing will be the hardest thing you've ever done in your life because you put two centers, you put them underneath the house, and they're supposed to, to do life together. And God and his, and his, uh, the way he has so much, uh, his, uh, sense of humor, he usually picks two people with complete polar opposites and puts them together, right? That's just the way it works, you know? So it's just always his tension and his conflict. But we have to remember, well, I try to, to talk to a lot of guys about, let look, Guys, we want to be respected, and women they just want to be valued. And if we can figure that out, if we can just do a better job of of showing respect to the men and value to the women, so much gets fixed. And then then you start you throw in this whole complicated thing called kids in the mix, (laughs) and that makes it even harder. (laughs) So, like we talk a lot about how do you be how do you be a Christian dad? How do you raise up these kids so they don't just have this mindset around you know let's hook up, shack up, break up, repeat or things like that as they grow up, you know, how do you steal these values that actually make them be productive people in this world to do, to do good. And it all comes back to scripture, man. I mean, there's so much that comes back to scripture. So it's just like trying to take those three pillars around health, wealth, and self and helping these guys just understand, look, we all have questions. We all have this stuff figured out. I'm not a deep theologian or or anything like that. I'm just a guy who likes to take God's word and see what I can pull from it and how we can apply it to our life. And how we can actually make that a big, you know, impact that others around us. And to me, that's what discipleship is all about. So that's, that's really what we try to do.
0: That's awesome. And then we have uh monthly challenges, right? With, yep. uh, uh, I thought the February challenge was probably the best one you've come up with. That one was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of disappointed with the March challenge though. It's not hard. Um, <laughs> I th- I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like I should get extra credit in there. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't work in it, like, because c- the March challenge is, is March Madness, right? So it's push ups and pull ups, and we start real low and work up uh, to more and more push ups and pull ups as the month goes along. But I mean, I do push ups and pull ups every single day, and I have for like 20 yep. years. So yep. I mean, can can I get like some extra like Extra credit in this competition. Like...
1: Absolutely, what well, that's why you're you're you set the bar high for guys like you, right? So I mean, I think the thing we got to remember is a lot of these guys in our community hadn't done a pull up since Clinton was in office, right? So I mean, <laughs> got if, that, if that's the case, like some of this stuff is hard, you know. So my thing is just like, yo, bro, like mm-hmm. there's, and I think the reason I try to do physical challenges so much too w- within our community and things that I'm trying to do is is because I think that's where a church misses a lot of guys. Like the church, they want to get together. They want to eat biscuits. They want to do the fun, you know, eat chicken or something. Always around food, but we never actually want to do the hard stuff, right? So, and I think as men, we we connect shoulder to shoulder. We want to be sweating. We want to do. That's why, like my front for my discipleship group, we usually start off by uh, shooting basketball for an hour, and just you know get the blood flowing, talking, just kind of it's fun, you know, talking smack, right? And just 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 getting out there and doing stuff. And this is where I think churches miss it. So I try to do the physical stuff because. I think there's a, there's something about that little bit of pushing each other Hey, you're, you're, you make a great point. You could, Hey guys, the challenge today was for a dozen pull-ups. You know, I did 30 who's with me, you know, and that could just be a little bit of way to get guys to to be a little more engaged, but yeah, it's fun stuff.
0: Yeah, man. I love it. And, you know, like you said, you know, men, like we want to meet where the basically where the rubber meets the road, right? Like we want the friction, we want the challenge. We want the fun, the adrenaline, all that comes with with stuff like that. Which is why, Chris, I have challenged the Lion at the Lion Within, and the you know we we're gonna have have to have a meeting where we all meet up and go skydiving.
1: Yep. You, you and you, you've see.
0: agreed that when we hit five hundred members within the Lion, you're yep. gonna jump out of an airplane
1: with me. Yes. I've, I've made that agreement. I told my wife that the other night. She just, she started laughing. She's like, God's got a sense of humor. You know, you're going to get there. Right. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I'm like, I know we're going to get there, you know, and then I'll have to jump out of plane. I said, but you know what, you know, uh, it's a challenge that like, also think it's funny. I, I've, I've always had a fear of public speaking. I've had, a. have always felt like I've never been a good speaker, either so now like god's gifted me with the gift of podcasting and now i'm actually going to do some po- a lot more public speaking and i'm just like why are you using me man like uh, this is not stuff that i enjoy but i found out more and more you know what even though when you don't enjoy it you get those nerves you get that nervousness but like you're doing what he's called you to do man and you're actually trying to help other people which is really everything i try to do is just seriously about serving other people Man, it, you just get a sense of peace about it. Now, do you get nervous leading up to it? Absolutely, but still, at the end of the day, man, it goes away. So, I'm sure that day you guys may have to be the ones that like kick literally kick me out of the plane, but uh, you know, I'll I'll do it. Like, at at this point, I'm all in.
0: Uh, you'll be strapped to somebody so you won't have a choice once you're in the plane and you're strapped you know you're yep. tandem you're like you're going whether you want to or not that's right so... they gonna have to just do it
1: <laughs> that's right
0: but i mean and i think it's awesome because as soon as i brought it up and i brought it up kind of as just a half-hearted joke because i knew what your response was going to be but when as soon as i brought it up like two other members of the community were like hey i jump too yeah, like, I've got it's been my passion for 20 years. Like, yep. I'm like it's got to be it's God, Chris. We're going skydiving. That's it. Members, all of us, we're going skydiving. We're flying out to Arizona, and we're gonna jump out of a perfectly good airplane at you know, 5,000 feet, and it's gonna be a great time. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I hope you're excited, Chris, because I am. And don't worry, man. Like I, I'm still to this day definitely scared of heights and i've jumped out of an airplane i can't i don't even know how many times i've gone out of an airplane and every single time i am scared to death but i tell you as soon as your feet leave the plane the second your feet are no longer in that plane all the fear all the nerves everything goes away
1: right and
0: your brain like it's funny how god made us because at first it's fear of this is stupid this is really stupid. And then it's like, okay, I'm in the thing. Now I have to survive.
1: Right. Your brain
0: completely washes away any fear that you had, because you don't have time to think about that right now you got to survive. And then once you realize like I'm in control of the situation, like I'm going to be okay. Then it's like, now I can enjoy it. Yeah. And that happens it happens so fast and then your chute opens and you're floating down to the ground and you're looking down and you're like man this is what birds see every single day i'm so jealous it is the best feeling in the world man you're gonna love it i can't wait dude we can't get there fast enough
1: nice i'm excited (laughs) let's get there (laughs) all right brother so
0: share with my my listeners um where where can we find you and uh, you got a special promotion going on too, don't you?
1: Yes, I mean you can find us at you know the podcast is called The Lion Within us. So anywhere you listen to podcasts, we drop on Monday, Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. So usually Monday, it's just called a spiritual kickoff where we just share some scripture. Wednesday is either me going through a topic or a guest, and then Fridays we try to get some tips and things like that. Is share book of the week things like that. So oh yeah, dad jokes on Fridays too. So so yeah, three times a week for the lion within us, and then go to the lionwithin.us. So that's the thelionwithin.us, and that's you can join our community. So what we offer is a 30-day free trial. So jump in for 30 days for free, check it out, see how we serve, you know, how the things we built to serve others. Uh, because again, like Stephen mentioned, it's not it's not gonna be for everybody. Like if you're if you're lukewarm and you're just happy sitting in a pew, probably not gonna join the lion. It's gonna be straight up with you. But if you actually want to take your faith to the next level and try to figure out what can I actually be doing as a Christian man in my community to serve others, to actually show my kids what it's like to point them on the right direction. I guarantee you you're going to find what you're looking for to line within us because that's what we're here for. We're here to help people. So again, just start that 30 day free trial. Uh, with, so the community just real quick is like it's in its own app. So it's not on Facebook or anything like that. We have our own website where it has its own app, makes it very user friendly. Uh, we do lunches, um, uh, Bible study, ask me anything events. We have, uh, challenges happening. We have, actually have a couple masterminds going. So we're try- constantly building stuff all the time as Steven will will attest to, but, uh, start that 30 day free trial and just see if it's something that would, that, that you get any value out of, and then we'll go from there. Cause I'm always trying to, uh, connect with guys and, and help them. And if ours is, isn't the right thing, I'm going to see if I can find the right, uh opportunity for you in the future so yeah the line within dot us brother
0: yeah man and i i can attest to everything chris said and i would i'll add to it and say there there is literally we have people in there literally from just about every walk of life you can think of from a college student i think we have a couple of yep. college students we do. um to ceos entrepreneurs um insurance real estate stocks day trading like we got it all like we can literally help you just about any environment you know work-wise or you know stuff like that uh, that you can think of it is an amazing community and it's like you, you throw a question up there like hey i got this going on you know like uh Oh, a great example. My daughter and I are doing that Spartan race trifecta in June. I needed a good workout plan to help me get ready for 26 miles and 65 obstacles in two days. That's ridiculous. I can't believe I'm doing it. And uh, I just, I just asked. And within, I would say about two hours, I had text messages from like three different people like, Hey man, this is what I would recommend. Yeah. And it's like, man, like, like you don't get that. You know, and and it's quality advice too, because you know, mo- most of these people are show- proving their results on a daily basis in their own lives with pictures of them in the gym. You know, whatever.
1: But oh, yeah. you know,
0: we we know that these people are are, are pretty much gym rats, and <laughs> to say it nicely. Yeah. So I mean, it's an amazing community, and we we can help help you in so many ways. And uh, oh yeah, it, we even have a sex expert. Awesome. You know we do so, have a sex expert so hey if you and guys he, are dealing
1: with intimacy and I know you are because if you're married you're dealing with intimacy issues like we have a, we literally have the expert in there that he he jumps in and he's a big time supporter and full-time member and you know I've been on uh he's been on our show but he's he he loves what we're doing so much he's constantly helping guys because we're just trying to help people with their relationships I mean I guarantee we've got guys who have been divorced guys who going through separation guys who are single trying to figure out how do you walk through that dating phase? You got guys who, are, who have kids who are, they're approaching that age. Like, how do I make sure that they're not just like an open door? I, I want to make sure that they're a wall, right. Going back to scripture. So, I mean, I'm telling you uh, fellas, just primarily for fellas, but for the, maybe the ladies that are listening, point them to the lion. Cause I guarantee if you get them there, I'll get them, right? We'll, we'll, we'll go for <laughs> that, right?
0: I love it, man. And you're absolutely right. I, I can talk about this community for hours. I literally can. It's been such a blessing and gift in my life. And just, you know, you were talking about the sex expert. I just met with him Thursday after a bio, our Bible study. And we didn't talk about sex or anything. We were just talking. And, we, man, we sat there and talked for like two. two and a half. He is a cool dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, forg- I forgive the fact he's Canadian. <laughs> but he is he is a cool dude like we just sat there and talked for for like two and a half hours great conversation oh yeah yeah you know, it was just you know it was awesome so all right chris thank you so much for joining us um just great insights man and of course thank you for everything you've done in mine and katie's life and uh thank you for just being you man i love you brother
1: love you, bro thank you so much
0: all right that wraps it up, everybody. See you next week. Bye. Like infinite power. God knows I try to resist, but you're pulling me closer Oh, I've gotta stay away. But you won't let me and no one makes me feel like you do. And no everybody thank you so much for listening to the renowned leadership podcast today i introduced you to one of our latest resources a three-part checklist to help you lead your remote team more effectively remote work has its unique challenges but with the right tools and strategies it can be done successfully to download the checklist just simply visit our website renownedleadership.com that's r-e-n-o-w-n-e-d leadership.com and enter your email into the little box, click submit, and that checklist is gonna jump straight to your inbox for you to download and start using today. We also had a great conversation with my good friend and mentor, Chris Granger, who's an entrepreneur and a leader. And we talked about the importance of service, humility, and mentorship in your leadership. We discussed practical tips and action items for those looking to grow as leaders and highlighted the benefits of Chris's community the Line Within Us, support which supports men's pursuit of health, wealth, and self-improvement. To learn more about The Line Within Us and its the community, just visit us and sign up for the 30-day free trial. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on the Renowned Leadership Podcast. Oh, no one does it